0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Meet the Creatives. I've got a great episode in store for you today uh, and a whole bunch of fun stuff coming down the line. And this is all made possible by my good friends at KEH Camera, the world's largest buyer and seller of used camera equipment. You know, I just love their mission to make photography more accessible to everyone by selling certified, fully warranted used camera gear. Their collection of gear is insane, ranging from vintage film equipment to some of the latest DSLRs in the market. Uh, they got it all, and it's all up to 40% off of retail value. So it's really easy to find the camera that fits your needs with KEH camera. I recently had the opportunity to upgrade my own gear, and they made it so easy. Uh, I talked to a gear expert and who's also a photographer, which is amazing. Like, how often do you get to talk to somebody who also is a photographer online? And I uh, was able to pick out the perfect gear, and they work with me um, to kind of understand what my needs were, what I was trying to do. You know, I talked about the podcast. You're potentially starting a YouTube channel, headshots, all this different stuff, and they were able to work with me to put together a kit that perfectly met my needs. And uh, over the last couple of months, I've been using it with my personal freelance clients, um, with my friends and family, and it has been so exciting to dive back into photography. And you know, with this new gear from KH, I really feel feel like there are no limits as to what I could do. So you know, I'll be documenting that in the coming months. Be sure to check them out at KEH.com and use my code ROBJ11 to save 5% off your first purchase. Once again, that's ROBJ11 at KEH.com and you'll save 5% off your first purchase. And without further ado, here's the show. Welcome back to another episode of Meet the Creatives. Today, at long last, I'm here with Chris Bedig, Design Director at YouTube. Thank you so much for coming on the show, and thank you for your patience with the uh, technical issues today.
1: <laughs> no problem at all, Robin. It's really nice to be here.
0: Cool. I'm happy we got it going. So let's get right down to it. Uh, just before the podcast today, I was watching a YouTube video, ironically enough, of a presentation that you did about the brand at YouTube. Uh, And you were one of several speakers there. And and I find it really fascinating. And just to give some context about kind of my interaction with the platform, earlier this year, I got an Apple TV and I got the 4K one, like the good one. And then I got YouTube TV, which is really cool. And I love the interface of that. YouTube Sans, I want that like for my website, like it's the greatest. (laughs) So then I got that and then I got onto YouTube premium and I started realizing like the usability and the function just made so much sense and it was uh, beautifully designed. And I know that you're kind of uh, a big part of that at YouTube. So uh, tell me about your journey to YouTube. How did you get there? I know previously you worked at Google and uh, you know the parts you find most important, the floor is yours.
1: First, you know, th- thanks for that. Um, yes. So kind words about like YouTube products there. And a lot of, you did a lot of product placement for me. So it's kind of <laughs> nice. So this is you.
0: not an ad. This is not, it should be an ad. <laughs> I should get a, at least like one free month of YouTube,
1: like I'll, I'll TV. I'll, can work that out. I'll make a few, uh, I was gonna say, I'll make a few calls, but no one at work has a phone at their desk. It's not like that. So a I'll minutes. spend a few uh, pings, as <laughs> they like to refer to it at, at Google. But nice. um, so my journey, like prior, I mean, prior to Google, I was a design director at Urban Outfitters for a really long oh. time, like 11, Well, seven years, actually, like, full-time, like, on staff. And then I stayed on for a few years afterwards. Like, I started my own freelance sort of little company doing design projects. And Urban stayed my biggest client um, for a number of years after that as well. And what we looked there at um, doing was bringing the brand to life through physical spaces because they didn't do any advertising or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it was, you know, still identity design and branding but again, a more like physical 3D like experience with a human being um, coming into a physical space. And Google recruited me, I think in like 20, they reached out like 2010 and I, I started like early 2011. And they had like similar problems that they wanted to solve. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas these aren't like physical spaces that human beings engage in, they're digital environments that people spend an enormous amount of time. Uh, yeah. So to make um, these these digital places that people spend all this time like you know engaging like easy to navigate like cohesive so it feels like you, you know because Google had like two hundred companies like not necessarily two hundred apps but like you know there's AdSense and all these you know sort of yeah, behind scenes like different facets stuff. of it you're right yeah and then like the B two B stuff and 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 all that sort of stuff so can that be like an ecosystem that's like cohesive and I think like Larry our CEO or whatever founder at the time had like this one catchphrase that he kept saying over and over again, um, which became our mantra of like one beautiful user experience, you know? And so that was really our our target. That was a project called Kennedy. And so, um, they brought me in to kind of like lead like a visual design group, um, to handle that. And it was at a key time for Google too, because. And this is like roughly what year? 2011. It was a, it was a key time because google had uh, just sort of decentralized their ux teams and so in order to move more quickly and marissa mayer brought me in because she saw that if that was the case now where you had like your designers like for the calendar product like sitting with their pm and eng, like they can work better and be a better team and like solve uh, problems more quickly uh, when everything kind of came together like what would tie app icons together if like a team is sitting in Zurich a team is sitting in Singapore and a team team is sitting in Mountain View like how do we make sure that core interactions like in a drop down menu are the same so that we're not inventing like 300 different drop down menus or we don't have like uh you know app icons that are wildly different from each other like especially since you know uh it's a little bit different now I think Apple does do like Apple Music is available on Android but at the time like Apple only had their products on, or their apps or whatever, on their hardware and their OSs. And, and they
0: would build it, it for you. If you submitted it, they would do like their version of it, correct? Yeah. And See, like, I was paying attention in your talk, man. I was paying attention.
1: <laughs> yeah, like they did. They <laughs> built the first I did like, research
0: well, for the first time in my life. That's
1: great. <laughs> yeah, like Apple did Maps for us. And then they, I think they, they also did the YouTube app. But, you know, our products are, like, on every platform. They're on Xbox. They're on PlayStation. They're on Nintendo. Like, you know, even the handheld of 3DS or whatever. 3DS. Yeah, the, Excel, Switch. Whatever. the Switch. The Switch. Uh, they used to be on the Wii U. I don't know if the Wii U is still thing anymore. Yeah. Uh, they come pre-installed on Samsung TVs. And, you know, it's on iOS. It's, it's, we, our products are, like, kind of everywhere, especially YouTube. So, yeah, trying to have, like, some sort of centralized team that oversaw like core interactions and core visual design was like a big thing and so i worked on that and uh, we launched like the first like visual asset guideline it was like 20 some odd folks all like these amazing folks and a bunch of them are still there like there's this great creative director jonathan lee who's Mm -hmm. still at google i think he's on like assistant now but he worked we worked with him on on a lot of that stuff and great design jesse kuzmeric and zach gibson and uh roger odone who's like going on to do like branding for uber and he started his own thing now Jefferson Chang like so many like really good um, folks that like contributed to a lot of this like early work like Kennedy and then like we all became like one team we were kind of scattered throughout um, Google and we became one team which at the time was called UXA but eventually became publicly known as the material team so yeah. for about 20 folks and after Kennedy like went out the door we made the guidelines for that like for UX and visual design we started immediately, um, working on for material like, design, correct? Yeah, no, for Kennedy. Yeah. And then we started working yeah. on material design, like 1.0, um, right after the launch of Kennedy, because the, the thing that was great about Kennedy was it brought unification and like design principles and design theory and design thinking to Google in a different way than it never existed in the past. Mm-hmm. But there were a lot of shortcomings where it's like, well, it was mobile was out of scope. And granted, this was like, eight years ago and it's like that's like when mobile started becoming like started you know upticking and 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 being like a, a major uh, source of clicks and downloads and use and yeah use-
0: i think people like lose sight of how quickly it accelerated because it was like 72 ppi and then like yeah. low resolution and yeah. all of a sudden one day it was just like bam in yeah. and it wasn't things, that in long technology ago. like overnight and everyone's like yeah it's been here forever like no it hasn't it was like Less than eight years ago, that like none of this mattered. It's so crazy and exciting to think yeah. about. Personally.
1: and and when you think about like, yeah, like just like the resolution of the device, like everyone was designing like seventy-two. Like you're like you're right. Like so, and then we don't have those source files anymore from like YouTube from fifteen years ago. Like who right. knows where that is? And like, you know, <laughs> people are still using thumb drives. That you know what I mean? Like we don't even yeah. have or burning CDs is back. Like I don't have like a, you know. So it's like a lot of that design history for like the web I think is lost. And we've talked about it with like UX engineers and stuff. Like, how do you like document your work? Like if you're building, like, even if you just build like an internal site, that's like a guideline page on like, how do right. you like the, the font or something? Like it could be like a really beautiful site, but it's like, maybe it's only temporary for like six months or something like that. Mm-hmm. So then it dies or it doesn't get supported and eventually just breaks or whatever. And it's right. like, well, like, aside from, like, oh, I took some screenshots, and it's like, okay, great, but if you go back in time, like, 10 years, when, like, monitors were only 72 dpi, like yeah. so screenshots are going to be super low res. Then I would like, love I, to
0: see my old MySpace. I've thought about that, because <laughs> you can go to, like, there's, like, screen captures. I know exactly what you're talking about. There's screen captures, but, like, it would be so cool to see, like, an untouched version. Do they do that now? Is- like if I put something up in today's day and age, we're getting off topic here, but I'm just curious. You're probably somebody who knows this. What what I have today, will I be able to go back? Like what is the future version of like the internetarchive.org or whatever it's called?
1: Oh yeah, I actually don't know. Like yeah. so, and then like because I remember like going to like the Wayback Machine and looking at yes, the, whole the Wayback product. Machine. That's what I'm referring yeah. to. But.
0: This is normal for my podcast, don't worry. It's always all over the place. There's no rhyme or reason. There's no
1: notes. Well, and I also go, like I, like all of the folks that work for me, it's just like, oh, here we go. Chris going on another tangent. I'm like, but it's oh, relevant. Gosh. I swear, somehow it all connects. Exactly, exactly.
0: One of the things I loved about, was, you were talking about like wrangling all these design elements and you did that at Google. And then at YouTube, you guys went on this monumental, global, bigger than life design challenge, really. How did you begin to, you know, to tackle that
1: project? It's all really wildly surprising to me. Like the whole experience, like the day-to-day, it's like I'm constantly surprised um, by like volume, scale, size of our teams, like the challenges we're trying to face, like the things we're trying to do, the problems. Going from Google and having launched like Material One, and then the other thing I had worked on and launched before I left was design.google.com, like this this like external like place for Design communication to happen, and for our guidelines. I'm obsessed with that.
0: I used to go there all the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was just pushed through like the launch, which like the original site was pretty crap, and then it went to an amazing place like after I left. So I cannot take credit for that. But they did wonderful things, and they went on to do span and all these great things, which again I had zero to do with. Like I don't want to claim credit for those things, but like a lot of really amazing people did a lot of really amazing work there. But anyway, so. I think on the heels of like having had this like decade plus long career of doing design direction for like urban outfitters and like doing freelance projects for like nike and the olympics and like puma and converse and like j Cruz. so these are like large global brands i had like sneakers out there with my name on them like i designed like shoes for for companies and right. like tons of apparel i think and then like going through this whole google redesign and we would worked on the new google logo as well like I think I took the YouTube gig, like, or transferred over from Google to YouTube maybe with a little more confidence than I should have had, thinking like, well, we just did this at Google. There's an appetite for it. Like, I know what I need. I need X amount of people. We need, like, these kind of skill sets, and we're just gonna knock it out. Um, why would it be any different than, like, what we just did at Google? And it is 100% different than Google. Like it's Google is like a metrics based company and like an engineering based company. And there's all those sort of like storied history, you know, kind of things of like choosing 40 different shades of blue and blah, blah, you know, like, right. So like all those things are true and were true. And I kind of, but still, it's, been
0: cel- it's been like widely celebrated and applauded whenever something new came because it's been like an evolving logo all well, along.
1: did once like material came around. I think a lot of the product teams were like, Oh my God! This is what we've been craving. This is what we need. Like we don't have to start from scratch. Like you know, there's like repositories. Like there's code base that we can pull from. So it's, we don't have to like make everything from scratch all the time. And it, mm-hmm. I think it brought like together within the company a sense of community where you had designers scattered throughout the globe working on their little projects. Or not. Sorry, that sounds uh, demeaning. Like I don't mean their little project, but like their little piece of the puzzle is more, right. more accurate. Like their little piece of Google. Right. And 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 that could be Gmail, that could be Chrome, you know, like large, large brands or large products, but they don't, they didn't have that window into like, well, what's calendar doing or what's, you know, inbox doing or, you know, whatever other Google product, like there wasn't a thing to bring them together. And I think material really did that. And so I mm-hmm. think when we went over to YouTube and like a couple of folks came with me from the material team over to YouTube and we, we kind of where maybe you'll... I don't think necessarily arrogance the right word. I just think we have, like, a sense of confidence of, like, well, we've already done this with Google. It's massive. YouTube, you know, it'll be a ton of work.
0: And I Uh, think that Google was pretty well-received, too, by the design community. I don't think that there was quite the uproar. Like, there was, like, with a product like Instagram or... You know, like, there have been some ones over the years that have been a big, like, hullabaloo. I think that Google, considering the scale, went pretty well.
1: I mean, at least... Yeah, you always find... You always find you know, there's always the dissenters and everything, right? Like there, there, there's definitely folks that are like, I definitely see comments even still today, even with like M2 out, where there are people like this, it just feels really boring. There's nothing really like it's meh, you know? And you're like, "Uh, okay. Like, again, this isn't like X tiny, like fashion brand. This is like a company, like literally like a third of the earth uses this. Like, if not like every day, it has to like usability. Yeah, it has to, like, work for, like, you know, grandma in Minnesota. It has to work for, like, a kid on a cell phone in, like, Senegal. It has mm-hmm. to, like, you know, scale from, like, you know, the whatever worst cell phone you've ever had in your life, like, that's still in use in certain parts of the world. It has to work there. It has to work on old browsers. It has to work on different, like... Uh, pixel dens- pixel density screens like right has to work within like the xbox world or the playstation world or the samsung world we have mm-hmm. like when you buy like a galaxy thing from samsung they'll put a design layer on top of material design so we have to combat like every other major companies like design and their guidelines and their system and
0: oh that's a like, nightmare
1: you have so <laughs> many like layers of complexity and it has to work for everyone. Like at the core of what Google is is like that mission is like organize the world's information the you know and, and make it accessible to everyone. And like right. that's really what we're trying to do and we're trying to like contribute to that mission through design. Right? And if you do some like flash in the pan like super trendy thing, like cool like you know, like that's great. You did something that's really pretty I applaud you, but like, is, is it going to work to that scale? And the answer is no. And we have brought in people from like, we've Google's tried and we've looked at like hiring all these different background folks. We've have like, even now, I still have like some people that came from like Hollywood that work in VFX and it was like retraining their minds because they were all like, you know, minority report and Iron Man UI. And and I'd always use like minority report is a dated reference now, but like people would always like, (laughs) I know what you meant. Yeah, I I, I got it. And like I'd always like ask them. It's like, hey man, this feels very Minority Report, and they're like, yeah, that stuff's so cool looking. And it's like, yeah, all right, all right, cool. But like, you have Tom Cruise just standing there like gesticulating all day like like a crazy person. Like right. you wouldn't be able to use that. You like not. It's you have to get out of this Hollywood world of like these cool UI systems. They're not real. They can't scale. Like if you were just right. gesticulating like that all day it'd be like full screen and like opening your arms all the way, like. Yeah, you're like
0: these, so like, broad funny. gestures, right, right? Yeah,
1: like, it's so funny. he's like, yeah, it's it just, it doesn't. Don't exist. worry,
0: I, I am, I think, equally as obsessed with technology as you. I feel like you're just, like, <laughs> <laughs> I, definitely way further ahead than me, but I, I love it. I could talk about this stuff all day, so I know exactly what you mean.
1: But, yeah, for, so, I mean, like, I would love to be able to, like, hey, we reinvented the wheel here. And we made this crazy, amazing thing, but it's, like will it work for all those use cases we out like i outlined like and usually the answer is no and so we have to try to figure out like you know the most simplistic clean thing we can do that can scale massively that's and so again having gone through that and coming over to youtube we thought like we were kind of prepared um but but youtube's like on a whole other level where you move like even if you increase the header on the page like four pixels or something you know and it bumps like the content down four pixels you'll see like immediately like millions of less like clicks on those videos or whatever like just four pixels like closer to the fold like every little tweak affects not only like revenue for us like we are a company and we have to make money so it's like revenue coming into us but also like we are a platform where people's entire livelihoods are made. So yeah. it's a thing like individual people. Like, so we have to be really conscious of the choices that we're trying to make that a we're, you know, we're not just doing the best thing for our business. We're doing, we're, we're paying attention to creators, like, and not just like top creators, like the big name people, but like the everyday user. And then, mm-hmm. you know, there's like, it is like a social platform. So we have to, you know, pay attention to, like, the, the well-being of people and, like, ethical things. Like, should we do this? Should we not do that? Right. So we have all of that extra stuff that I don't think we really had to consider so much when we were working on the Google stuff. So that made it way more complicated.
0: Right. Um, but I'm and also it- probably, like, I would imagine more rewarding because, because like, when I look at, like, the YouTube, like, the interface as it stands now, like, when you guys did the rebrand, I looked at it, and it, and it made... It made so much sense, but it was also like it it must have felt good as designers and as engineers and people making this, the, like the to see the usability increase. Cause I definitely felt that, especially in an interface like on like the you know, like YouTube TV. Yeah. Like when when one of my favorite things that you guys do, not to get off topic here, but and I guess it actually has to do with what you're talking about. Uh, one of my favorite things that you guys have integrated on, on the app on iOS, I would imagine also on Android is and I, I don't know if you were involved in this but like maybe you can speak to it uh i think it's a game i think it's a huge game changer it's the ability to scroll through live tv with real like with real like thumbnails right. of, like what what's going on i yeah. mean people dreamed about that back in the <laughs> age you know what i'm saying like if you can go back in time and just take the youtube tv app and show it to someone who's just like you know Sitting around their crappy old TV, it would it would blow their mind. I just think it's really cool. But was that hard to do to to, well, get, to reinvent TV?
1: Well, that I don't know. Um, yeah. So like, that's this guy uh, Neil Cormican, who's like really amazing. Um, but he's like, can we the, get him on the show? Uh, yeah, if you want to, I can probably. I'm, I'm lassoing in everyone from so YouTube, Neil...
0: Google, Facebook. I'm coming.
1: Yeah, Neil, <laughs> Cormican, he's really amazing. He runs the whole TV. Um, product nice. um and he, we brought him in i can't remember specifically from where but he's worked on like tv and broadcast his whole like career or a, at least a great swath of it right. and we had hired him a couple years back um and he came in and started working on youtube tv like before it was even announced when we were just like you know trying to hack this thing together just internally right. um, neil's guided that whole thing so like my team what i do is more about identity design like mm-hmm. uh like when I came over to YouTube, I was like, hey man, to my boss. It's like I don't really like UI like is not like my background. So it's right. like I worked as like the visual design lead on a lot of the stuff for like material or Kennedy. Um and like interaction is not really like my background. Um I've just done like identity design and branding design the whole time in, in my mm-hmm. whole career. Um so that's what we kind of look at. So my team sort of sits and we work horizontally across. So we have like main app we have like you know emerging experiences we have tv and so on and so forth and really like these like whole divisions these like pillars mm-hmm. and like my team cuts across and goes okay well we're working on building out type and we're building out like fonts for a ton of reasons why we have to you know uh, build and design our own versus like licensing a font so this is what we're going to do. And it's, we're going to have to, you know, figure out how to like work it into all the products and like, Hey, we're updating like color palettes and color theory and how we approach and use color and yeah. we'll define and do that. And then work with all the teams on how to integrate it in products. So like some of the, like a lot of like, so all of the UI, I shouldn't say some, like all the UI stuff, like some of it, will hit our inbox and we'll kind of like look at and go, oh, that's a cool thing. And maybe we'll have like a comment or two, but really could not take any credit for the UI changes. Right. Uh, that's whole other groups of people that do amazing work
0: what are some of the things that inform your work what are some of the things you get excited about and you know
1: yeah it's
0: anything it's, weird it's
1: Any weird well thing? i don't know necessarily if it's weird <laughs> <laughs> but i i it's definitely changed like i think and i wonder if it's like and i want to keep harping on being like an older dude at this point but I do – and I was never really, like, one for, like – It age. looks
0: surprisingly young for people that are listening to this. I, I don't know how old you are,
1: but – I am in my 40s, man. Um, but I think, like um, – I don't know. Like, I, I think, like, now that I am in my – like, I'm 42. Um, but I feel like when I was younger, like, I was really concerned and try to re- – like, I bought, like, every magazine, like, again, pre, like, the – you know, the explosion of the internet it was like print was like the undisputed king. So it was like tons and tons of like every weird magazine I can track down and with like my old jobs, I'd be like in Tokyo a lot I just grab like Japanese magazines, just whatever I could find. And then, you know, go to London and like pick up stuff in Europe or go visit family in France or just whatever I could find, like newsstands or whatever. And like going to like museum shows or gallery exhibitions and, and that sort of stuff or just- I got to do that more often. I got to get more physical stuff. I'm, I'm
0: big, like my online archives are very significant, like on Flickr and on Pinterest and stuff, but I need to get like, and John Contino was telling me about this. Like I need to start, like going to like getting like physical copies of things. Oh, like yeah. My generation That's- doesn't do that as much as we should.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and but not only that, like, like, that is completely informed what Google's doing. Like, all of this material stuff and the predecessor Kennedy stuff all came from looking at like paper. And, like, mm-hmm. different, like, paper samples and things like that. And, like, our whole, like, initial brief that we wrote, and I still have somewhere, like, yeah. it's really just, like, photographs of, like, all this paper and collage. And we looked at, like, paper and collage, like, sort of artists that were doing interesting stuff with that, with, like, sort of, not, like, collage, like, you think, like, magazine pages, but, like, construction, like, solid color paper right. stuff and, like, layering of that. And then we started looking at that and started saying, like, well, we, then we would do competitive analysis and look well, analysis, you know, we, we just looked at what is Apple doing at the time with their app icons, for example. What is Microsoft mm. doing with like Office, et cetera? And like, looked at like, um, who else was bigger at the time? Motorola. Like, what is Motorola doing across like their, you know, suite of app icons, et cetera? And we started seeing like, okay, well, these are super skewmorphic. These are like 100% perfectly flat. And like, then we started looking at our inspiration stuff and seeing like, all right, let's start taking a stab at designing some of these things. And it's like this nice in between world where we can own it. Like they can be identified clearly as like Google versus, you know, what Microsoft's doing, what Apple is doing, what Motorola is doing, what, you know, anyone else is doing. So it mm-hmm. felt equally ours, but it was informed hundred percent from these real world things. So I think even folks that are working in digital, like, like, you know, even VR stuff, like that has been informed by real world things. Like, right. Um, So yes, I I do. It's a lot of like physical, but you know, and then like, again, in the early 2000s, it was like like Tumblr and blogs and, you know, like all that sort of stuff. And now I just find myself using the internet less and less and less, to be honest.
0: Is is it because you're at work all day and you just don't want to look at technology? Like you're just, you want to throw your phone? (laughs) For
1: me again, going back, I think it all goes back to like my, my history. Like I never set out to like ever work in tech. Like I kind of, prior to me working at google like if you would have met me in like 2004 i would have been like yeah tech sucks like i did i was not into it at all um and didn't care not that i was like i'm never going to use a computer it was just like i'm not as like interested in it as like most people are and like i think there's tremendous value from it and like i think there's so many amazing things that we 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 can do but i don't know man like I don't don't have time. Like I have so many things on my mind and so many like things I'm working on or trying to do. And I'm just just, like casually surf the internet. And like, and when I do like want to unplug or something, I don't find that unplugging because then it's like, Oh, then I'm probably going to read some article or do some research for something go, Oh, that image could be, that's really cool. I should find more stuff in that same vein as this image here. And that could be a mood board for this other project I want to do down there. It just ends up being all about work. Mm-hmm. And I get it, like again, being the old dude, like I don't sit there and watch like shows or like Netflix on my laptop, I think that's awful. I don't understand how young kids do No, that. I
0: don't do that, I'm not. My wife does that, it drives me insane. She, watch- she watches on her phone, not even her laptop. Oh. I, I would say like like a 13 inch MacBook like you're in no danger. I did that in college, my whole life, oh, totally fine. You you cannot it's not watch fine movies.
1: like if you're watching like <laughs> amazing films like like pure oh, yeah, yeah, sure. films like I've seen people sit there and watch like melancholy this beautiful cinematic thing on like a 13 inch laptop on a plane. It's like oh, no. I, have a,
0: I have a beautiful new Samsung TV. I'm telling you this is how this whole journey started. This <laughs> that's how I got to you. Anyway, let's wrap this up, dude. You've been so cool. This has been so much fun. I feel like we'd be best friends. It sucks. You, it. you are the man. So thank you very much for doing this.